This is the Lady Landlords Podcast, and I am your host, Becky Nova. This podcast is for women looking to achieve financial independence through real estate investing. Let's get this episode going. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Lady Landlords Podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Carlton from Pay Rent, that will be joining us. Um, Carlton, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. How are, how's everything over there at NYC? New York is doing well. Um, we're recording this episode right before Christmas. So I think a lot of people know New York's been a little crazy and pretty busy over here, yeah. but we are yeah, safe indoors and quarantining. So <laughs> nothing better than that, right? And all, your, and, all, and all your Christmas shopping is done, hopefully. I am one of those fortunate people that actually do not have to do any Christmas shopping. So <laughs> my family and I, we came up with a great rule that we are all adults. We can buy our own things. So just buy something. I keep you know, trying to convince the... my grown-up kids to do that. And, and they keep sending me lists of things that are like $500 a piece. I'm like, guys, you're grown-ups. You have jobs. Maybe I'll send you a little trinket, but I'm not buying you this like $300 meat thermometer. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> Nobody should have a $300 meat thermometer. No, I... right? That's what I say. <laughs> Nobody. <what> I <laughs> well, so we know you have kids, but why don't you kind of just introduce yourself a little bit for our audience today? Yeah, so uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a longtime tech guy. Uh, I've been around for a while in the software space. I've built software products um, for voice recognition and for uh, marketing platforms and payment platforms. Done a bunch of stuff in the in the tech space my, for my whole career. So I am uh, I'm 56 years old. Uh, I am though newly married. Um, Congratulations! I have, I have four kids myself, all of whom are grown, uh, one of whom has a granddaughter who I'm coming to see in New York next week. Yes. Uh, and then I have five stepkids. So we have a really, really full house if everybody is around. And we had everybody around during Thanksgiving, so it was a lot of fun. But yeah, oh, um, so I I, I, uh, I love building technology products. That's been my That's been my passion for a long time. That's very cool. That's actually, so tech is definitely not my thing. Um, I know a lot of people out there will kind of agree with me. No, I always tell people that I married my husband for IT support um, because he's good, with, <laughs> he's good with tech. So anytime something doesn't work, I'm always just like, nope, that's what we're calling my husband for. So I always just think it's such a cool skill that other people have. So how did you, with all these other different tech products that you've kind of created, how did you end up then in the real estate space? Yeah, that's a great question. I actually, I ended up in the real estate space because I've been in the payments space. So, um, you know, I, I personally have, have uh, been a, a landlord and I've been a real estate investor and I've, I've managed properties, uh, single family places, duplexes and those sorts of things. So, you know, throughout my life, I've had the opportunity to be in this space as a, as a landlord per se, but really um, this all started because I really like uh, the payments uh, technologies that are out there. Like people probably don't have a lot of thought to the way payments have changed over time. Like we all kind of just take it for granted, right? I mean, we pop in a credit card, you know, and, and we pay for something and we don't really think about all the stuff that has to go on behind the scenes to make that happen. 
but it's it's wow. really quite an amazing business if you think about it because there's all of this data transmission there's all this fraud detection there's all of this um you know lending and banking capabilities all built into this one little piece of plastic as an example and um so it's something that's just a part of everyone's everyday life like electricity and water um, but it's a really fascinating space and it's really changing very, 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 very quickly. Um, and, and because, you know, banks and financial institutions move so slowly, there's always a really great opportunity for someone who understands how payments work and how payments flow to be able to do things that are disruptive in the payment space, um, and, and really out maneuver those big financial institutions. So I came to real estate through the payment space and I was just looking for a place where I felt like um, there was still room to innovate and there was still plenty of um, disruption that could still happen. And it's funny because, I mean, I don't know about your particular listeners, but this is one of those spaces where, you know, in, in real estate where people are still 70% of the time taking a check or taking a money order or processing cash. Yes. This is like, there's no other industry I can think of that's still doing this, except for maybe groceries, the grocery <laughs> business. Maybe, no, I, maybe they're still doing it. But but literally, you know, nobody else takes cash, right? And, and checks. No. Nobody takes checks that I know of. I was actually thinking about that yesterday. So a big secret that some of my listeners definitely know about me, but Carlton that you do not is I'm a huge Judge Judy fan. So <laughs> that is one thing that, that is my dedicated time to watching Judge Judy. And as you probably know, a lot of the cases on there are landlord tenant cases. Yes. And I was watching an episode yesterday and Judge Judy said, oh, well, prove to me that you paid, you know, March's rent. And the woman took out like her check register and was like going back. And I was like, oh my God, I remember back in the day, you know, 20 years ago, that I used to write checks out to my landlord. And I was like, I couldn't, meanwhile, I couldn't tell you the last time I actually wrote a check, but it was just so funny to see somebody that still had, that still was saying, no, I got to go back to my check. And then, no, I put this in the mail and I put, you know, I put my little stamp on it and the little like return label. And I was like, could you imagine that was the way that we used to do things and never really thought anything else? But, about? It's, but it's still the way it gets done. It's like I talk to yeah. I talk to potential customers every single day and they're like, oh, we just get checks in the mail. And, and you know, and maybe the check is good and maybe it's not. I don't really know until I put it in the bank. And I, yeah. and this is the way um, so much of this business is done. So that's why I thought, you know, this is pretty ripe for innovation and disruption. If we could just you know, get people into the 21st century from a payment standpoint in the real estate space, you know, maybe we'll have something of value. So that's, that's really how I got into it is because I just felt like, you know, there wasn't, there was still room for innovation and disruption in this, in this space, especially for folks like you and me who are, uh, I, I would say we're not, um, you know, giant property management firms that, you know, have employees and people working for us. We're just trying to build some wealth, right? We're just trying to create some value for our families and we're buying real estate to do that. Um, so I'm, I'm just helping the folks to modernize that, simplify that. And that's, that's been, that's been my driver from the very beginning. And that's always the best businesses, right? They always say that really the point, the way to have a successful business is to solve a problem that people have, right? right. Instead of getting these checks in the mail that you never know what date they're actually going to get there. Then is it, 
count as the day that the check was sent or the day that the check was received or the day that right. the check how clears. Do you, how do you enforce a late fee? And it's like, you know, it's like, Correct. oh my goodness, I, I, I didn't get into the business to do this. I just, you know what I mean? It's like, people are like, I did not think about this. <laughs> I can think this hassle. <laughs> when, I th when I thought about buying this property, I didn't realize I would have to like go to the door and knock on the door and say, where's my rent money? Correct. So, and if you get anyway, to that point, we don't want to be there. So is that how then yeah. pay rent was born? It, it is. It's how we were born. We thought we would solve that problem. Um, you know, but but we were born, well, actually we were born last year. You know, we're we're pretty new platform. We were born last year. You're the and pandemic baby. We're a pandemic baby. Now, this is what <laughs> this is really, a really interesting part of this story because yeah, we thought we would just solve the problem of people collecting checks and then COVID happens. And people absolutely unequivocally are done with trying to interact face to face with their 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 land, their tenants, um, or to get an envelope that somebody had a lick. Right, they don't want to handle checks in cash uh, at all. Um, and and um, and then the problem of just like people's disruption in their income became this new thing, right? So so mm -hmm. we started out just trying to solve this simple problem of just making rent collections simpler but what we came into because of when we were born was what we really want to do is we really want to want to just give both parties some some type of peace of mind that rent's going to get paid on time every time and so and so we're working on features that do that right if if me as a landlord can just know that the rent's going to get paid and i as a tenant know hey you know if I need help to get rent paid on time, I can I can get some help. If I've got a good payment history and got good credit, I can just, if I use this platform, I have a little bit of a safety net. And as a landlord, if I use this platform, I have a little bit of a safety net. And, and really that is the unique thing that we bring to the market that, that no other platform really focuses on. Everybody else focuses on, you know, just provide you, Mr. Landlord with the tools or, you know, to, to, to run your business. But mm -hmm. I think that there's value to be created for both parties by even spending some time thinking about the renter. Because renters, the, the big macro trend I think that's happening is that renters are becoming more and more emboldened and more and more empowered be mm -hmm. because of what happened during COVID. And so gotcha. all, these, all these levers that, you, that we used to have as landlords have been taken from us, like our ability to evict and our ability to, you know, control things on, on how, how and when people pay. There, there's been a lot of things that have been taken away. And so I think we have to look to potentially technology providers to help to add back some levers and to give more control to the, to the landlord and then give uh, some, some features and benefits to a renter so that at the end of the day, this shift in power that, that we've seen um, mm -hmm. is a little bit more leveled out. I don't, I don't I know what I... you've noticed with, with, with your situation. I mean, New York's a really interesting, it's been a really interesting year, right? It absolutely has been. Um, we were very fortunate going through the pandemic. We actually reached out to all of our tenants at the very beginning of things when it was, when New York was just kind of shutting down for the two weeks that we only needed to shut down according to our former governor. Um, and we'd reach out to everybody then and just kind of said, Hey, listen, we don't know what this is going to look like. You don't know what this is going to look like. Like, let us know kind of what's going on. Let's just stay in communication and see what happens. 
And we are only knock on wood, had one tenant that came back saying that he needed help. And that was something then that we had to kind of take that bet that he would follow through with what he said and that we would be paid back at some point. Once again, we couldn't even put a pay- payment plan into place because we didn't know when he would be going back to work. We didn't, or if he would ever go back to work or, or what that would look like. So we really had to have a big leap of faith. Luckily, he was actually one of our longest um, tenants that we had had. So we did have a good relationship with him, but that never means anything. Things can always kind of change. And if it somebody's not but, working, they're not working. Yeah, and, and I totally get that. But but I also, you know, I'm, I'm curious to know your thought about this. I also feel like when you, when you, keep that line of communication open. And when you have Mm -hmm. a positive relationship with your tenants, you're less likely to have the struggles that people have experienced where people are trying to take advantage of them or trying to sort of milk the system or do some of those other things. It sounds to me like you actually came out fairly unscathed. And and do do you attribute that to to the relationship with that you have with your tenants and, you know, maybe the way you screen or or what you do to, to bring people in? Sure. So I honestly, I don't know if it always does benefit us to have that open communication and to have that level of trust, because I feel like you could, if you're a tenant and you hate your landlord, fine, then you're probably not going to do things to kind of follow through. But there are also times when I feel that we've had tenant that like we've had a tenant that did kind of say, oh, but like we get along and we're friendly and hey, you're open to communication. And then that way, they're kind of the ones that will take advantage because they're kind of like, mm. yeah, but like we're buddies. So like, come mm. on, like you'll let me pay like next month or oh, you'll you'll waive this fee or that fee because mm. come on, like we're, we're buddies. So I do see it on both sides. Mm, um, I would probably say that's not necessarily the norm, but I do feel that sometimes having that relationship does kind of almost hurt us. Like, because as a landlord, we are kind of teetering this line between business, but then also right. still being personable. To me, really, I do see this industry as I am providing somebody with their home. I might own the house, but it is their home. And during the time that the lease is, that's really kind of their property. And Mm. I feel that we really, my husband and I kind of manage our properties looking at it from a very humanistic perspective. Mm -hmm. This is this person's home. They need to be comfortable there. We're providing that, that service to them. And I think that it does kind of become a little bit of that fine line of what that relationship looks like. It also makes a difference. If you are a person that's in a situation where you're house hacking, meaning you're sharing either, you're either renting out rooms or if you have a multifamily, and then you probably are in a lot more uh, close proximity with your tenants. Mm -hmm. And then Carlton, what I don't think you know is we actually, my husband and I have two properties that are actually across the street from each other. So we see eight sets of tenants on a daily by daily day. You know, wow. so that does also, that just, that changes it. There's not a place where then I'm going to say, I'm going to walk past you. I'm not going to acknowledge you. You know, I'm going to yeah. stop. I'm going to ask you how your day is. I'm going to ask how work was um, yeah. because that's just who I kind of am. But then that also, when then there are problems, it can be more difficult because then also you are always around each other. You know, it's yeah. when you fight with your spouse, you know, there's only so many doors sometimes you can kind of slam yeah. and there's only so many different places that you can kind of go. So some of those situations you do need to be able to address upfront. Yeah. And then when someone pulls that hard line, once again, when a tenant's kind of like, oh yeah, but we're, we're friends, I'll, I'll get it to you. I'm going to move out, but you know, I'll, I'll send it to you in a couple months. You know, yeah. that's where sometimes you have to kind of say no from a business perspective, you know, this is, this is yeah. what the termination fee looks like. This is the expectation yeah. of when this is due or this is what yeah. that fee 
to look like. And that's where then I feel like that loyalty or that relationship kind of gets called into question and can make situations tenuous between a landlord and tenant. Yeah, totally. That totally makes sense. I mean, I think, I think some of the things I hear, I hear things like that about making sure there's a good, strong fence guardrails, you know, to make sure the business side is business, but you know, I'm still a person, you're still a person and everybody deserves, you know, some dignity and, 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 benefit of the doubt. Um, I, yeah. I, I hear you on that. I hear you on that. But that's, that's part of what actually I really like about using a third-party payment service because yeah. then it kind of, by using pay rent, it actually removes then my, like you said, kind of going and knocking on a door. Now, instead of me having to do that and then be like, hey, Carlton, I know, I know we're buddies, right? I, I know we have that relationship, but hey, sorry, I have to remind you your rent's late. It kind yeah. of takes away that active communication in terms of passive. Now, pay yeah. rent is informing someone, hey, by yes. the way, your rent is due. So it actually exactly. helps keep and solidify that relationship between a landlord and tenant because it removes some of those awkward components. Some of the difficult of, hey, conversations. Rent's due. Yeah, <laughs> some of the difficult conversations. I think I think that's a really uh, that's really observant, and it's part of uh, the design of what we had in mind. Is like. Some people feel really uncomfortable charging a late fee. It's like, you know what? Okay, close enough. You know, here's your late fee. But, you know, when you yeah. when you have a platform and the platform says you get a late fee in three days, the platform is going to charge that late fee. And and right. at that point, you have an objective third party that said, okay, well, we set up these rules. We agreed to these rules. And I'm just going to enforce the rules. That's what I'm doing as a third party platform. And, and, and I think that right. it does remove a lot of the pressure. And it and it mm-hmm. does help to foster a positive relationship because at the end of the day, we're it's it's the system that's uh, that's affecting the the uh, enforcing the the rent policy or the rent collection. Correct. I'm not being so, the bad landlord exactly, enforcing the late exactly. fee. I'm not the one saying, "Oh, I can't give you the extra day." I'm not the one saying, "Okay, come on, I need my money tomorrow." It's the first. It's yeah. the third party payment system that's right. saying. Hey, rent is, rent's due, rent's still due. If you don't pay my hair, you're going to get a late fee. You, you can make it easy on yourself. And, and you put things in place that incentivize renters to pay on time, which is really a big learning from, from the COVID, the COVID era here is, you know, not only do you need the stick of a late <laughs> fee or things like that, but you, but, but carrots also are very motivating as well. And it really has changed people's mindset about paying rent on time because now there's something in it for them it's not just it's not just their home um it there's actually a a a benefit or a reward that they get something out of it if they if they pay rent on time if they're using a a platform like ours and can you those are some of my favorite things about pay rent can you kind of share some of those little carrots that yeah so we we, um, you know we started to build um, you know, uh, just a kind of a straightforward payments platform, but then, you know, realizing in COVID that we actually needed to help landlords get paid on time. And we knew that they had less leverage to do that, um, you know, with late fees being suspended and evictions and moratoriums and all the other sort of stuff. So we, we hopped on immediately starting to build out uh, a program. Uh, we, we built what's called Rent Cred, Rent Cred Rewards. It's our um, rewards program for renters. And what it does is it gives renters uh, rewards when they pay on time. So um, now suddenly there's something in it for them to pay on time versus being, you know, three, four, five days late. 
Um, so the way we've set this up is if they have at least three on-time payments on our platform, now they can actually start reporting uh, their 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 rent payments to credit bureaus. Now this is a this is kind of a new thing, but it's a big deal. Um, mm -hmm. Experian's been doing a whole lot of advertising about uh, Experian Boost, which you know you can add in your utility bills or your phone bill, and you can get a boost to your credit and help improve your credit. Well, for a really long time, renters were getting no credit for paying their rent on their credit report. But for someone that's looking to buy a home uh, in the next couple three years this can actually really significantly improve their credit score by making their rent payments on time. And so what we do is if you pay your rent on time and you've done it for at least three months, you can start reporting this to, um, to Experian. And then when you've got six on time payments, we'll automatically start reporting to all three credit bureaus. So it's a, it's a, now you've got your rent payment counting for something on your credit score across all your different credit bureaus. So when you go out to apply for a home loan or, or a car loan or what have you, you've got some additional credit score. You got a, a, some points on your credit score just from paying your rent on time. Um, and, and that actually has changed people's attitude a lot on our platform about making uh, payments on time. And we've st seen a statistical difference between on-time payments before we launched the program and on-time payments after the program. So that's oh. been one. And then um, the other second reward, the other second perk that they get is that once they've had six on-time payments, we can make available to them a, uh, a little emergency cash, right? So, you know, Ooh, one of the struggles- Tell us about that. There's, there's like 20%, 20% of renters every month have trouble trying to make rent, right? It's not that they can't pay at all. It's that they just have trouble paying on time sometimes. They get a vet bill or they get a car bill or something that disrupts their cash flow and they just can't seem to make rent happen. Well, if they've got an on-time payment history, they can actually borrow a rent cred loan from us for up to $500. It's no interest, no risk to the landlord, right? So the landlord's still gonna get their money. Um, mm -hmm. We loan them the $500, it's a, it's a $20 transaction fee, and then they pay it back over six weeks. So if they, if they had a slight disruption in their cash flow or they just come up a little bit short and they need to borrow a few hundred bucks, it's cheaper than putting them on a credit card, it's cheaper than going and doing a payday loan for sure and it just helps them to bridge bridge that that cash gap and it's one of the things that we're that's that we're building our sort of value proposition around which was okay you know use pay rent to pay your rent and you know well, well we got your back we, we've got uh, we've got ways to help you improve your financial well-being which is which is our ultimate goal and that's something that i have not heard of any other site that does at all personally, um, no. to be able to really be supportive and to make sure that people are continuing to make those online payments, especially after the past now two years of what we've yeah. all lived through. There are just yeah. sometimes circumstances that we can kind of not get around. Well, so, and, 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 and that's what we saw. That's what you saw. Right. And so yeah, I, I just felt like we needed to do something to help with that. That, that was that was a big driver for us. And that would have actually been like the perfect solution for actually the tenant that I was messaging. He had mentioned. He was just behind, just kind of couldn't get caught up. And also he was one of the people, as so many thousands were last year, that got caught where the um, unemployment payments were just really behind and took a long time to be able to get. And he yeah. was really in a situation where trying to make sure that he had food and could keep you know, his electric on were also yeah. very big priorities at that point in time, yeah. waiting for some of those payments to come through while yeah. he couldn't work. We were very fortunate to be in a position where we could say, hey, we, we could wait a couple months 
for that payment. But I will still never forget the day that all of a sudden we just got a payment from him, just money sent through in another electronic platform. And it was a completely random number. It was, you know, whatever, $321 and like 74 cents. Mm-hmm. I remember I called him and I was just like, why just said, you know, $321 and 74 cents? Like, and he was like, well, I finally got my stimulus check. I think that actually had come through. And he goes, you know, I paid, I bought food. I paid my electric. I paid my, you know, my other bills that like were kind of due. And he goes, I literally just sent you everything that I had left, literally down to the penny. Right. You know, to the point where my response back to him was like, are you sure? Like, can I send you back like a hundred dollars? Like make sure you have food for next week too, until those other payments come through. But knowing that, and he had paid consistently on time every single month. So exactly. It was just that situation he was in at that time that to have known that I could have used pay rent to give him that $500 cash advance to give him the peace of mind that his rent was still secure, that he would still be able to pay his bills and buy food would have been a huge, huge thing for him. It would have been great for me to do as a landlord to offer that and to, you know, to have offered pay rent. So that way he would have that option if needed, but I'm sure he would have taken that up in, in a heartbeat. Yeah. And, and, and that story, it, it exactly illustrates why we did what we did because, you know, people are, they want to pay rent. It, you know, there are a few that don't, yeah. but people want to <laughs> pay their rent. They want to have housing security. Right. Um, and it's, and it's, and frankly, it's not, a, it's not a bleeding heart concept just to think about helping the renter because frankly, we're also helping the landlord, right? This is, that's the whole Correct. point of it is that, you know, if, if there are many landlords that are playing it pretty close to the vest too, you know, they got to make their mortgage mm-hmm. payment. Right. And right. if you've, if you've put some money away and you can afford to keep continue to pay, make your mortgage payment when your renter stops paying great, that's, that's probably what you teach and how you teach, teach people to put money aside for emergency uses. But I can tell you mm-hmm. for a fact, people our customers, not everybody has done that. Some people were like, if my renter doesn't pay me rent, I can't make the mortgage, right? And so- Or last year, even if, and I clearly I do recommend, you know, make sure to have some money on the side for those types of emergencies. But I don't think anybody would have expected a worldwide pandemic that would have had no. millions of people out of work for over a year, No. right? So I, even most people, most financial advisors are still going to recommend that you have a emergency fund for what, six months? Even right. mortgage companies, usually underwriters will ask for either a three to six month kind of um, safety net to make sure that you can pay that mortgage. Right. Well, how did that help anybody in the pandemic? It you didn't. know, that three to six months was completely, we ran past that and then went two times even longer than that. Yeah. You know? And it got so, eaten up and it, and it took a, it took a long correct. time for the government to, to clue in that the landlord needed help too. And it, it took, I don't know, almost six months or something like that before there was any I, type of relief on the landlord side of things. They, in some states, I think they still are a little behind the eight ball. On well, that. months, right? I mean, <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we're we're doing whatever we can uh, to to help to bridge that and and to make sure that you know, hopefully, knock on wood, we won't have you know a pandemic like this ever again. But it just informed us that you know what we need to be able to provide a platform that isn't just this sort of passive exchange of funds. We need to actually be involved in helping these these two parties uh, have a good successful financial relationship together. 
And I do appreciate the idea of kind of that reward system. So my background, oddly enough, is in psychology. And that one thing that's always kind of stuck out to me is they say that people always do much better with rewards versus being punished, right? right. So then to say, hey, you're going to get a penalty, you're right. going to get a late fee, all those things, they're, they're all negative, right? But then instead yes. to kind of reward somebody saying like, hey, if you do this right, like a few times, we'll give you positive, not, you're not, you're not saying that, hey, if you don't pay, it's going to get, it's going to be a threat to your, and it's going to hurt your credit. You're saying, mm -hmm. hey, let us help your credit. Yeah. This is something that can actually be a bonus for you. And just really changing that language a little bit yeah. really does encourage just people, uh, you know, from our own biological response that that is something that we actually want to do and yeah. kind of follow through on. So yeah, I, I love absolutely. just the kind of that perspective of what can we do to really set people up for success rather yeah. than punish them for failure. Yeah, you got it. That's it. So we talked about reporting to credit bureaus. We talked about reporting to um, reminders being sent out to the tenants when they're late or when payment's coming up. We talked about that cash advance. Are there any other features that pay rent has that really makes you all special? Um, well, I've been told, um, I, I, I can't confirm this for sure, but I'm pretty, uh, pretty confident that we solve another major problem that landlords seem to come across on our platform and we don't see this anywhere else. Um, and, and this once again was something I think we learned through the pandemic. Um, mm -hmm. We do have the ability to block partial payments, right? So, yes. you know, if you get paid any other way, let's just say you give somebody your Zelle account or your Venmo account or, or you somebody writes you a check or gives you cash, they can make a partial payment anytime they want. And in many states, and I don't know what this, the deal is in New York, but I know in California and several other states, if you pay 25% of your rent, they can't start the eviction process. And in some, some states, maybe Oregon, you can pay a dollar, you can pay anything and prevent yes. eviction from happening. And Correct. so this, you know, this is just like taking away all of the leverage that you have as a landlord. So, you know, if you, if, if you use our platform and you don't offer any other means for them to pay you, we can block partial payments, meaning they have to pay their full amount of rent due with the full, the full balance on their, on their account. Otherwise they can't make a payment at all. And that helps to give you back that power around eviction that I think people lose and have lost over the course of the last couple of years. So that's another, Correct. another big part of that. And then, yeah. Uh, you can prevent payments entirely if you've already started the eviction process. Somebody can't catch up or try to get things going. It's just a way for you as a landlord to take back uh, the, the, the power and control in the eviction process. And so that's that's yeah. pretty unique for us too. A hundred percent. And the same thing, that's something I've actually never seen on another site. Just to break that down for our listeners a little bit. So if you have tenants that first are not paying or that you're having problems with and you start that eviction process, if for some reason they do make payments towards you, and this is some of the problems with other with other sites, if they make a partial payment, so as Carlton said, some states are 25%. There are states, um, also kind of like New York, if any money is paid to that landlord, even if they send you that dollar, it actually resets the yeah. entire eviction process. Yeah. So let's say now here in January, these we are moving forward with an eviction. They haven't paid rent in a couple of months. We finally wait four months. We are right the day before our court date. And then now all of a sudden we receive a partial payment of a dollar. Well, now that judge is going to say, well, now you had to start that eviction process over. 
because the tenants were still making that effort. So you do not And renters want... know that more now than they did before the the the, the COVID pandemic. They, they're more yes. savvy about that particular loophole. Correct. And that's something also, the other thing that changed that is, as we talked about at the beginning of this episode, before it was either a landlord going and knocking on your door. Well, if you're going to be evicted, usually a landlord's not going to do that. Or you had to mail a check. Now, a lot of people, a lot of landlords are collecting payments through Zelle, through Venmo, which once again, those are just automatic payments. There's nothing that I have to do on the landlord side that says accept or decline. So a tenant can sit there and be like, great, I'm going to send in my dollar and that's going to reset the entire process. So, and those, that really, I think is something not only due to the pandemic where a lot more people were in situations where they, they could be evicted um, for, for non-payment, but in a place where now we have so much more technology that just allows us to transfer money so easily. I think that's also one of the other reasons that we're seeing that, but I do not know of any other site besides pay rent that actually allows you to say, no, I will not accept those partial payments. Right. So that way, as a landlord, we get to take that control back. And then I, I also love that you said, oh, we can turn that off to also not accept payments at all. So then even yeah. if somebody did want to pay, then we are saying that we are not accepting that at that time, which puts kind of gives us the upper hand when moving through that eviction process. That's so I think right. that is an amazing feature yeah. that I have not seen anywhere else. So yeah. I, I can it's, speak for all of It's coming handy. So it's coming handy for a lot of folks. I'll tell you what, it really has. So I'm happy that we yeah. have it. And it does, it does give some more control back, I think, to, to landlords. No, I, th- I think that's great. Are there any other features or anything else that you feel like you took into consideration when building the platform that is beneficial to either encouraging tenants to pay on time or something that helps out landlords that you find unique? Oh, I, th- I think we've covered most of them. Uh, I mean, the other the other nice benefit for some people is the ability to pay with a credit card. Um, you know, I was going to mention that if you did not split your payments <laughs> between your bank account and maybe you you know once again you maybe you want to get some points on your credit card. Maybe you want to uh, maybe you just don't have enough money for rent. You want to use your credit card instead of the rent cred loan, or you don't qualify for the rent cred loan yet. Um, paying with a credit card is a is important to some. We get about, it's about 10% of our renters pay with a credit card every single month, which I think is really interesting. Now, I will tell you, it's it's a, it's a three and a half percent charge, um, service fee charge. Um, and mm-hmm. we don't make that three and a half percent. Most of it gets made by the banks that issue the credit cards. But um, mm-hmm. we, uh, we do offer that. Um, but I would also say we, we also give landlords the control to choose whether they want to accept credit cards or not. So if they don't want to accept credit cards, they just check a box in the on the property, and that doesn't allow the the renter to pay with a credit card. Some landlords uh, see it as a good convenience, and some, um, you know, I'll just I'll just be frank, a worry about the consumer protection laws that let someone essentially charge back a credit card up to six months after they make a payment on it. So you kind of have to balance the two things there, right? You can offer that convenience and offer that flexibility for your renters, which is great. Um, we don't really have chargeback issues on our platform because, frankly, you have a lease and you have all the information. But it is a pain sometimes if somebody decided to, to dispute a, a credit card charge for their rent, you know, six months It'd later. It'd be a hassle. They just, they just feel like it. It'd be a hassle for sure. And that's something that the landlord can kind of decide, is that a risk I'm willing to kind of take, which we have to do with all of our decisions as a landlord. Is that fee for using a credit card charged to the landlord or charged to the tenant? Yeah, 
So the tenant will pay that. That's a conveniency for them. The landlord doesn't Perfect. gets their full amount of rent or whatever the full payment is. They don't have to pay yeah. that. Uh, what's called a merchant service fee. Exactly. So once again, like that is that is just once again a nice option, especially after the year that we've all kind of gone through. That is something that just gives a little bit of extra space and a little extra breathing room. That is something that we could choose to offer to our tenants if we so wanted. So I applaud you for having that as a possibility. Yeah, well, and 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 we're st- and we're working on some pretty innovative, other innovative ways to help tenants, you know, pay, pay on time and bridge that gap. I won't reveal them here, but I'll I'd love to come <laughs> back on in the middle of next year and tell you a little bit about some some <laughs> very innovative things we're doing to give renters more flexibility, but still guarantee that that landlords collect their money on time. I like the cliffhanger. I like yes. I like the way. <laughs> yes. So no, we would definitely have week. to have you back on. Exactly. Um, no, that's fantastic. I am really excited that I came across PayRent and that we were able to kind of talk through some of those features. It's something that I use with my tenants and has really kind of made it, it's just such a difference in how I'm able to kind of manage and systemize what that looks like. Um, I kind of want to go back and talk a little bit about your experiencing your experience in landlording. Do you still have rental properties now? Um, I don't. I um, let's see. I got divorced about six years ago, and we divested all of our rental properties at that time. So I haven't really circled back around to it. Um, it's it's uh, I, they were mostly in Southern California, which is where I lived at the time. I live in Salt Lake City now. Um, mm-hmm. I found it. Uh, I found it still. I think think that, that it's really challenging to find good cash flow positive properties, at least where we are. I don't know. I don't know how you've managed to do it in New York City. You obviously have. Mm-hmm. It's, that's pretty awesome. But <laughs> but I have um I I haven't been able to to find really good I'd say good strong cash flow. Every, the cap rates on everything just seem to be really high on on most of these things. I will say I, numbers I don't know whether are a little we're bit get crazy. A, a burst of the bubble eventually. Do you, you think we're heading for a a, bu- a bubble burst at some point? I mean, listen, just the way that markets work is, you know, boom and bust. I mean, eventually, yes, we we will get to that. I got to say, that's not really what I'm expecting all too much in the next year. I, I really kind of just don't, I really kind of just don't see it. I feel like it's still a really great opportunity to kind of get into the game. Um, I feel like one thing that I've seen over this past year is a lot of people either holding back and waiting for something that we just do not know when it's going to happen. And there's going to are just kind of saying, well, there's going to be a bubble. So I might as well just wait, which yes, statistically speaking, there will be a bubble, but you know, when that will be, I don't want to wait till, you know, I'm have all gray hair before, (laughs) before I buy another property. Right. 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 And then on the other side, like I feel, I feel like I've seen a lot of people over this past year, just really rush into properties and make poor decisions. Um, I feel like right. that Over, has, overpaying I, is the real is the real challenge, right? Correct. I feel that like we're seeing such a skewed market because of that, because we have a lot more people and I'm happy to see more people get involved in investing. I'm happy to see people, especially after this pandemic, kind of going through saying, you know what, I need something that's also going to bring in cash flow besides my nine to five, because maybe my nine to five is not as secure as what we used to think of a nine to five back in like the fifties, you know, like that was stable, you found a job, you worked your way up to the mailroom and you stayed there for 50 years. Right. That's not how our world works anymore. And I'm kind of happy to see more people say, I need an extra income. I need something a little stable somewhere. I need something else kind of coming in. So I'm happy to see that. But I will say that I do feel that our market right now is so skewed 
because there were a lot of people that were kind of rushing from an uneducated perspective and just saying, kind of making numbers work when numbers did not necessarily work. Right. Um, right. So I'm interested to see how that plays out because that's also not necessarily a bubble bursting, but markets also always correct themselves. Yeah. I mean, we our, our investment strategy was always to buy something that we could uh, fix up and improve. So we would buy something that just needed to be rehabbed. And then, mm -hmm. you know, we, we obviously get a good price on, on the rehab and then we'd, uh, we'd have it occupied after that. So that was the idea. But I agree with you as I look around trying to get that rehab discount uh, isn't really isn't really hasn't really been possible for a couple of years now. I haven't I haven't seen. I think you're you're still paying almost full price even for a house that needs rehab. So I kind of blame HGTV for that one. I think you have to be pretty savvy. And and you know I know you're teaching your um, your audience how to be savvy, how to make sure they do the right math, and how to wait for the right deal. Right. That's really the key to to making it making it successful. And then after you, you've got your property. I, I do feel like you want to be as, as you, you don't want this to be a time sink, right? That, that's the big thing. Like you're talking about people that are augmenting their nine to five with real estate investing. This, the last thing they need is another full-time job, right? So. And a full-time job. That's also a headache. It's, it, you know, we don't want a full-time job. That's a headache. We don't want a full-time job. That's also 24 seven. So I yeah. do think one of the places that I really come from, from an education standpoint is also making sure that people understand how to put systems in place that will help with tenant management. And that's why I love things like pay rent and other services that I use that are able to just aid me and make my life a little bit easier and the tenant's life easier. As yeah. a tenant, I hated writing out checks and mailing them and having to buy stamps. Um, it, it's just so much more convenient for all parties involved that when we could put some of these services into place and then have them kind of running a little bit more on autopilot, then that gives me the availability to buy another rental property. Then that gives right. me yeah. more time to create extra cash flow. So I am really interested to see what's going to happen over this next year um, and with the real estate market. I'm also interested to see what's going to happen over this next year with COVID. So yeah. <laughs> we have to have to factor that in as well. Yeah. I, 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 I feel like this is just going to be, I, I think there are some things that have just changed for good. Um, I think of course, the way we interact um, and the, you know, you and I are sitting here on a video conference and I can guarantee you two years ago, people wouldn't have known how to do this and wouldn't have given it any thought in doing it. And now today we're just like, oh yeah, here's a link. Everybody gets on and we all have a party and, you know, it's, it's right. changed everything. And the whole contactless delivery, in-home delivery, you know, drive up, buy, buy online, pick up in the store, that whole area is changed for good, right? And, yeah. and people just want convenience. They just want to do everything on their mobile phone. Um, and, they, and they don't mind paying a little bit of a convenience fee if it's convenient, right? So I think that's the key. Correct. No, so I'm so happy that pay rent is really going to be able to help out so many of our lady landlords as being a provider for what they can use within their own systems, within their own landlording business. Is there anything else that you would like to share either from your perspective of landlording in the past versus what, or anything else that you would like to make sure that our members know about pay rent before we go today? I think we've covered everything with when it comes to pay rent. Um, I, I think what I think what's important, the, the kind of in, message I want to leave with people, um, and this this is just sort of me talking. It's not really, you know, the company. I just 
I just want to, I just want to remind people about kindness, right? It's just like, you know, um, we're on a mission to help make things easier for both parties, right? And we're doing it from a spirit of kindness. We're doing it from a spirit of, you know, really being, trying to be helpful uh, for, for both parties and, and for both, and for us to be there to help uh, when people need help. And, and if anything, anything we've been taught during this very difficult time is that I think kindness matters, patience matters. And, you know, a lot of times our fear can overtake us, right? And our mm -hmm. fear gets us to respond in a way that might not necessarily be, um, you know, the kindest um, way to, to do things. But I would just say, you know, just be kind. I mean, that's, that's what we're, that's what we're trying to institutionalize from a culture and a product standpoint is we're just trying to be helpful. And I just think being helpful with each other is what's going to get us through the hard times. I'm going to present a great, it kind of reminds me of the Zig Ziglar quote, which is, I think something of along the lines of you can have anything you want in life. If you help someone else get what they're looking for in life. Um, and yep. I think if we kind of lead with that idea of compassion and how we can help. And once again, even talking about in the, earlier in this episode, really solving other people's problems that can really kind of bring everybody forward. So um, I think that's a really great reminder yeah. and a good way to kind of wrap up today's episode. So Carlton, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. I will make sure to put a link down in the show notes for any of our listeners that would like to learn more about PayRent. I will make sure to connect you all there. So thank you very much for today. Absolutely. You can, anybody wants to schedule a demo or some time, I, they can actually book time on our calendar and one of myself or somebody else from the company will connect with you if you've got specific issues or needs or specific questions, happy to answer them. And like I said, our, our goal is to make this easier for you and easier for tenants to, to make their rent, get, make their rent every single month. And so let us help. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it for all of our listeners out there. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Lady Landlords podcast. Please do make sure to subscribe if you're watching either on our YouTube channel or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. So you do not miss a single episode, which always comes out on Tuesdays. Thank you very much and see you for next week's episode. Peace. Interested in learning more about the tenant management systems that I use to save me time and money? Make sure to take the Lady Landlords Tenant Management Certification Program now available. I'll make sure to put the link down in the show notes for you. And you can always learn more at lady-landlords.com. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please do me a favor and leave a five-star review for the Lady Landlords podcast. This helps make sure to share a message with others that can use the similar information. Thank you very much for helping grow our community. Remember, there's a new episode every single Tuesday, and I'll see you back in the Lady Landlords Facebook group.